Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Okay, and we're recording. You were working. I'm having a like, come to Jesus moment. Recording. Over here, right Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Come to Buddha. Oh, All right. Can we talk about our seat if we need to? Yes. Amen, yeah. girl. Amen. Walk around. You know, get it. Get the I'm talking the speech. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. All right, so we're ready? Yes. I feel like that sometimes, though. Like, I don't know why. You just have to, like, jump up and you're like, ooh. Right. So, um, so, so what is it that you... Wait, start again. I'm just picking my nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, tell, tell me, like, what it is that you feel like that you can express in drag that you maybe don't do in your day-to-day life. Um, I'll go ahead. Um, I have, I had a roommate who's kind of, like, seeing my evolution of drag and kind of, like, where I'm at today and from where I started from. And one of the things that he noticed that... I do in drag is that I kind of channel this, you know, this kind of sexually liberated, mm. like fierce kind of uh, raw energy that I don't necessarily tap into when I'm kind of boy presenting. Uh, I'm saying like, you know, as a boy, I look like Mr. Rogers, but it's like, you know, layers and cardigans and whatnot. But Which means she like, goes home and plays with puppets. You know, I shop, <laughs> I shop at American Apparel. <laughs> um, but then like, you know, in drag, it's just kind of like, you know, it's more body conscious type of things. That's another thing, you know, I feel more body positive and accepting yes. of all of me yes. in drag than when I do as boy. Like when I'm boy, it's like, you know, long cardigan. Because mm-hmm. I have like hips like a woman. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I feel like whenever I do drag, it's perfect. You know what I mean? It's like, that's it. You know? Right. And that's when I can like show off my thighs and not care about mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just like really accept my body for what it is. Yeah. So he was saying like it would be interesting also to like as I grow as a performance and performance artist, um, just to kind of like, what would that look like to tap into as a male presenting? You know, how could I do a performance where I'm male presenting, but also like sexual and free and mm-hmm. also just kind of like embracing my body as this like masculine figure as well. Right. So it's something that I look forward to kind of mm. like down, down the line. So, right, right. yeah. I relate to a lot about what you're saying with the body image, mm-hmm. because as a gay man, it's a rough world out there. It is. You know, you if you don't fit into this perfect mold, this perfect stereotype, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like no one's going to be the time of the day. And the, we spend so much time and so much energy trying to fit into this thing, that, mm-hmm. and we can't just be ourselves. And for me, the things that I'm really insecure about are the fact that I'm wicked skinny, despite the fact that I eat more than anyone I know. Everyone calls me anorexic, right? 
and that I'm really tall. And people call me on this all the time. You know, right. people on the street, people, the first thing, even when I walked in here today, so three of you commented, oh, you're so tall, you know? Right. And that used to really hurt because it was like, it's just calling out my otherness. Right. Like, you're over there, you're different. You're yeah. something different. Mm. And when I'm in drag, I get to take those things. I get to take that I'm a skinny little bitch <laughs> and that I'm wearing heels and I'm seven feet tall in my heels right. and I get to own it, right? Yes. So it's like I get to own those parts of myself that sometimes in other situations are a source of insecurity. You get to embrace your otherness. Right. I love that. And it's like when I'm in control of it, when I get to it's be a, a control performer, I get to choose these things then it's so much more free, you know, yeah. and I get to really work it, you know? okay. and then I want, I love it when people comment that I'm a skinny bitch and I'm wicked tall, because I'm like, I know I'm wearing, you know, six inch heels right now, exactly, <laughs> and a tube dress right? that I got from Gap Kid, right, and one, I love it, all these times I go out, and bitches ask me, why do you need heels? You're already so tall. And I'm like, girl, why do you wear a push-up bra? Right. It takes what you got and makes it even better. Exactly. <laughs> you and know? if you wore flats, they'd be coming for you then, too. Right? So it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> So I totally relate to that, right? Yeah. It's like a heightened sense of yourself. Almost. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, feel, do you feel like there's anything that you that drag has brought out of you? And you kind of mentioned it a little bit, Cleo, but like that idea that because you've done drag, it's allowed you to express something that now you can kind of take back to your your boy self, if you will. Um, like, do you feel like there's something you've you've taken out of drag mm. that you use maybe in your day to day or maybe in other situations of your life? I definitely use it when I work uh, with spiritual clients. I'm a spiritual counselor and women's blessing giver, and when I work with people. We always close our sessions with a Madonna dance party. Yeah. Because we set, you know, we do all of our work and we, we're sharing, we're getting being vulnerable, uh, we do our meditation together, you know, we, do, we set our intentions, we write it down, and then we get that dance party. Because it's like the celebration is the feeling energy, the feeling vibration of just mm -hmm. this like light and this fire. And it just like sinks into the core of your being. Mm -hmm. And it's like that kundalini energy flowing through you, right? Yeah. So it definitely informs my life on a day-to-day -day basis, that, that celebration energy. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, for me, <clears throat> it's just like, you know, as drag queens are kind of expected to kind of be these like sassy or just like on yes. fire creatures, right. you know what I mean? <clears throat> I can be that too, but in some ways it's kind of reversal. I'm more able to bring more of like my spiritual everyday self into my drag. Mm. And then vice versa, what the drag gives my everyday self is just a little bit more confidence okay. um, in situations and kind of like no holds barred or just kind of like not, I don't know. I feel like for the longest time, I'm just kind of like, you know, there's a difference between letting things happen to you or just kind of like making things happen, you know? Mm, right. And I feel like with drag, it gives you that fire to just kind of like in your everyday life to just kind of be like, okay, this isn't working, so on to the next. Right. You know mm. what I mean? And it's just kind of like you, you get to kind of like, I don't know, I feel like for me it's kind of more editing, you know? Mm. I feel like whenever I do drag, you know, you can throw on the whole closet and then right. you're like, okay, I can't go out like this. <laughs> so you have to edit yourself. So you you know, you edit yourself, you clean this up, you do that, you do this, and put this together, make that look like that. And it's just like how, like, getting ready and just kind of like in your everyday life, can you incorporate those things, those elements to kind of like building this look? How can you incorporate that into your everyday life when you like wake up and go out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And into the world. And it's just kind of like drag 
gives us the opportunity to make things beautiful. How can we do that in our everyday right. life? How can we take like <clears throat> a meal that we're preparing or just kind of like a, a social interaction and make it an experience, a beautiful experience, mm. you know? I think that's one of the huge things that right. I like. It sounds and like it allows you to bring everything to the table and then choose what you want, what you want to do with it mm -hmm. a little bit more. I think you guys both kind of talked about that ability to be able to kind of just own it all together mm -hmm. and then you know maybe t maybe you know just just hold it a little bit differently and i don't know if you this has been your experience miss cleo mm -hmm. but my experience as a drag queen is that there's this expectation that you're supposed to be reading on people you're supposed to be throwing right. shade right. you're yeah. supposed to be bitchy you're mm -hmm. supposed to be able to do personalities and that's not what i'm about you know yeah. i i think it's all about unconditional love yes. and being drag for me is like this is the expression of my most powerful creative self this is the creative right. energy channeling through me and that's one of the reasons, you know, I'm not a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. I, you know, I love what it's done for the drag community, for sure. It's brought us together, brought us awareness. But I don't like that you have to be able to read when you go on that show. Why should we have to throw shade at each other, you know? Why can't we embrace each other and support each other, right? And so being in drag is like this creative expression. It's not about competing. It's not about winning. It's like... It's about painting a picture, you know? Mm -hmm. And I would never put my, my beautiful picture up to compete against another picture. It has its own intrinsic value. I have my own intrinsic value. Each of us has our own intrinsic value that is called forth. Yeah. And my drag is like the most creative part of that. Mm -hmm. So it's not about competing. It's not about being bitchy. It's about like loving and, and supporting each other. Yeah. I mean, do you find that? Because I think you, we have a similar yeah, look on life. I do. Uh, that's what I was saying earlier. I was like, I feel sometimes like a, a haphazard drag queen. Because it's just like one of those things where it's like I started doing it and it was more like for me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I would go out into these social settings. And as I kind of went along, I wasn't necessarily doing shows at the gay bars or anything. I don't think I... I don't think I've yet to perform in a gay bar. We'll do it. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm pulling I, your ear. Oh, once, once, <laughs> one time I did, and it was just kind of like it. Read, it was like, okay, our next performer. So it was just kind of like, but that's the thing. It's just like I never really did it for the bar scene or the gay scene. It was just kind of like for me. But yet, I don't like people ask me to do it, so I do it. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's just kind of like, that's why I feel, you know, it's just kind of like our own thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just kind of like... It's, it's a unique expression. Up. Absolutely. And it's just kind of like, why go out there with this expression and tear somebody else down yes. or try and make someone else yes. feel less than? I feel like drag queens, we're either feared or we are um, applauded, mm. you know? And it's just kind of like... Either one is cool, but I want to know more so why I'm feared mm. rather than why I'm applauded. Mm. You know, and also I want to kind of counteract that fear with love and kindness. Mm. You know what I mean? And be someone in the community that is, you know, it's just like I'm walking down the street. You know, you're just kind of like, I don't know, you, you think of like floral arrangements. You know what I mean? Mm. How they just make a space prettier. Because no one else can be this right now. Right. No one else can be Chloe. No one else can be Penny. Clea. And that's yeah. No one else can be Cleopocalypse. Uh, no one else can be Penetration. Yeah. You know, with, even within the drag community, uh, I find that it's like there's this pressure to do it a certain way. Right. Do your makeup a certain way? Right. Do your lips a certain way? Right. Did you get that tuck right? You know? Yeah. It's like, it's not about being a certain way. It's mm -hmm. about being you. 
And I really, I burst outside of that because drag is about, you know, expressing a new piece of my gender mm -hmm. that's repressed the rest of the time. And so if I don't want to shave my legs, I don't shave. If I want to do my makeup a certain way, I won't. If I don't want to put hip pads in, I'm not going, you know. Right. I can do it my way yeah. because it's, a, it's an expression. Right. It's a unique expression. Absolutely. Just like you were saying, yeah. a beautiful flower. Yes, we're a walking flower arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. As somebody who's not been a part of that, like a drag queen within the drag community, I've always kind of felt like on the outside, and I've always struggled with that, like that cattiness and that banter exactly. back and forth. And you know, I always had perceived it as mean spirited. But the longer I've spent with drag queens, that maybe kind of take that um, point of view and that and kind of express themselves in that way. Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't. But we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.